Welcome to All Villa No Filler, a new podcast all about the world's best football team, Aston Villa. In our first show, we explained why we loved the Villa, but as Birmingham natives, there was always only ever going to be one club for us. But what if you live thousands of miles away from the hallowed turf of Villa Park? In the first of our special Villains Abroad series, we spoke to Brett Bates, who lives in Toronto, Canada. He runs the popular Villa fan group, the Toronto Lions. Rasheen and I found out what made him rally behind the claret and blue cause. Hi Brett, so could you tell us a little bit about the Toronto Lions and your involvement with them? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, it, it, nothing compares to supporting the Villa going week in, week out. Um, but we try and match the match day and going to the games experience as closely as we can without going to the game. So every week we have, uh, for every game, we meet up, well, when we're allowed, we meet up in the pub called the uh, Queen and Beaver. Um, we all get together. We all, all the, I try and get in touch with as many Villa fans in the city as we can. We've got a great bunch of people who some of you already know. Um, yeah, we try and replicate the match day experience, the, the pub match day experience, I guess you could say, as much as we can. Uh, we do drink deals. We do uh, charity runs for Acorns Children's Hospice as well, which is all mm-hmm. the North American supporters clubs do that. And um, Yeah, and uh, every year we have a big North American meetup as well, which is all for Acorns too. Oh, so great. we try and Fantastic. do as much as we can, again, to generate a match day experience for people like Brummies like myself who've moved over um, and Canadians as well for the, give them the, the feeling of being with other Villa fans and we all just sit and chat and do what you guys do really just yeah I was going to ask what the, what the makeup is in terms of is it people from over here or is there some sort of mad Canadian following um, that we don't know about it's, uh, it's pretty split it's, it's 50-50 really um there's not just Brummies as well. There's a lot, a lot of people from London. We got Manchester. A lot of Irish guys as well. They are a lot of Villa fans from there, which is always cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's very split. There's, there's no real. I couldn't give you a stereotype of the Toronto line because they're from all different backgrounds and cultures, and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So, so that's not a not a Canadian accent I'm hearing there. So, you, so you are from Birmingham originally. Um, so yes. Much- right. <laughs> And what brought you out to Canada? And, um, you know, do you, do you miss the villa, like being able to go every week? I do. I try to come home as much as I can. I, I, I did grow up in Birmingham or Worley, if many of you back home would know that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I used to go every week home and away. So I miss it. It's a, it was a huge part of my life. So when I did leave the UK for my wife, my Canadian wife, Aisha, um, uh, yeah, it was a big hole to fill which the Toronto Lions did massively fill that gap not so, your wife yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not in the villa sense <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to her she loved it as well she had a season ticket in the UK and she loves it and uh, how many people are involved with the Toronto Lions and you know did, did you start it up as well I didn't start it up it's been going we're actually so I've been told when the oldest supporters clubs going we We've oh, wow. been going back since 94, apparently. Um, we've had a few chairmen over the years. Last one that I took over from was Anthony Niblett when we was in, a, in the championship. So, yeah, since I took over, I've tried to push that Villa fandom in Toronto as much as I can, um, getting everyone together. I think it's important, like, even even to give everyone a break from the 
from life, I guess you could say, especially right now. Mm. Um, having to go to go to the pub and not talk about anything in real life apart from the villa. It's an, it's a very welcome break for it. I know, I know well it is for me. Anyway. Mm. So are you allowed to the pub at the moment? No, we're not. We're, we're, yes. I was going to say, get Canada. I know, we are in, a, we're in the same boat as you, really, lockdown. But we all try and stay in touch as much as we can, Facebook, and we do a Zoom call every now and again, but nothing replicates being actually together in the pub or obviously yeah. the match day experience. You can't replicate that, but again, we do as much as we can. And do you, do you meet up for every game, like home and away, for the, you know, you can go watch it in, a, in the pub? We do, yeah. We, every game we'll have a... I mean, as long as it's on, as long as it's broadcast, which we have a service called The Zone at the moment, um, mm-hmm. which broadcasts every single game, oh, which wow. is great for us. So yeah. In the past, we have had problems where we haven't had games, but now we don't have that problem. So every game, we, we get a minimum of probably, minimum we'll get is 15, even on a weekday. So we've we got a decent crowd that turns up. We are, we are very lucky, as I say, here in Toronto. Yeah, and one of the things we're going to try and do on uh, uh, All Villa No Filler is we're going to try and convert a few people into Villa fans. So we've got a friend of ours who's not very into football, but we're going to try and convince him that he should be into football and he should follow the Villa. Um, I guess, you know, Canada, we don't kind of think of it as a football or soccer supporting country particularly. Um, How have you found kind of Canadians um, and their thoughts on football and soccer? And have you managed to um, convince anyone to support the Villa? I have, yes. It's uh, it is tough. Um, <laughs> obviously, this is a hockey nation. Yeah. Um, hockey, ice hockey back home. Um, but th- there is a similarity. I know. I know. They always first thing they mention of how soft soccer players are, which is <laughs> which is true. Um, but it, 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 it's a similar sport, so they can relate to it pretty easily. How is it similar? What what similarities can they relate to? Um, so I guess it's it's a similar layer as in like there's two goals as mm. something you got to put in the goal. <laughs> right. yeah. um, but they they love it. They're the one thing that they they get back to me the most that they love and wish they could bring into their sports is the league. Our league system has relegation, promotion, and our cup competitions as well. They're totally different. We have the FA Cup and the League Cup. Mm. They don't have anything like that. So it's a completely different structure, which is a breath of fresh air to a lot of. North Americans, not just Canadians. Yeah, I think when I was in the US, um, maybe about oh, 15 years ago, and I was watching different sports on TV, and the one sport that really caught my eye was ice hockey, because as you say, there there is a kind of a similarity to football in the sense it's a bit faster paced, and it's the two goals, and it's a bit end-to-end, so yeah, I can see that crossover. Um, but you were saying earlier, there's also a connection between you and other North American fan groups. Yes, I am. Um... We try and stay in touch as much as we can with the other chairman or president or whatever term they want to use for the different supporters clubs, just to try and build the soccer community. Mm. I hate that word, soccer. The football community yeah. here in Toronto. Because um, like, it is a growing sport here. It, the TFC uh, Toronto Football Club uh, mm. won the MLS title, championship, whatever they want to call it, um, not long ago. So it is a growing sport here. So it's mm. good to people are looking for a Premier League team. Um, mm. It was hard when we were in the Championship selling that. <laughs> yeah. But the fact I couldn't, it was more mean, or less impossible. You mean they didn't want to see us playing Burton Albion every week? No, <laughs> not, not particularly. But I sold them on the scrappiness of the football, which 
which <laughs> they can relate to again because of hockey. Well, they've got the World Cup, haven't they? In uh, is it 2026? I think this coming. Yeah, I'm excited about that because obviously I wasn't here for when it was in the USA. But yeah, it, it should should be. It, again, it's growing in the whole of North America, so that is going to be a push in the right direction. So that, that makes, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, and uh, we'll do, see. Do you, do you manage to get back to uh, back to Birmingham to, to to Villa Park for games very often, or? I do. I come back. I try to come back twice a year. Obviously, I haven't been back in a year now because of what's been going on in the world. I won't go into that. Um, mm. But yeah, I try and come back twice a year. Go to as many games as I can. I come back at Christmas so I can cram as many games in as I possibly can. Um, yeah, so just as much as I can, usually. What would be your aim with the Toronto Lions? Like, what would you like to see happen with it over time? And um, you know, essentially, would you just want to convert the entire the entirety of the city of Toronto into Villa fans? I mean, yeah, that'd be <laughs> that'd be ideal. But it'd be, it'd be a lot of work more than it already is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the long-term goal, I guess, just to keep on growing. We, we, we've got such a good thing going on. As I say, we have such a good group of people. There's no negativity. It's it's, it's pretty right. rare for Villa fans because, you know, oh, man, I'm one myself. We can be pessimists <laughs> at the best of times. So we can... <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. You need a bit of North American positivity, I think. <laughs> exactly. I quite agree. With us Brummies are all like, oh, oh, God. Yeah. A-V-F-C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the YMCA. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. We we teach them a few Villa songs which they love. The the, the British culture and the the alcohol and the banter side of it. They all love that. So we can look. They, you know, there's a big that. kind of uh, women's football following as well in North America. Well, certainly in the USA. Is that the same in in um, Canada as well? It is. Yeah. It's, it's again. It's it's all. It's the women's game. I think is actually bigger over here than it is back home in the UK. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of young girls, probably say young, my, my age now, in, in their 30s, have, have played football from a young age. So they're, they're, the game's growing rapidly, especially the women's game. If you look at the uh, US women's national team, they're, they're the best. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same in, same in Canada. It's obviously a Canada, believe it or not, is a, a smaller population, bigger place, smaller population. So... It is growing, just not at the rapid speed it is in the US. And you said that you, uh, you, the other North American Villa fan groups all meet up, um, or try to meet up once a year. So is that like, do, do you all pick one place in the, in the US or Canada, and people come in from like Alaska and California and New York and Toronto? Like, is that is that what happens? Yeah, I mean, we we meet up once a year, um, every year, apart from last year again. Mm. Um, we you get people from all corners of North America, UK, Bahrain, Europe, Spain, all oh, over wow. the place. We've had people come over. Um, the last one was in San Francisco with uh, their great chairman Rick Leong. He's a great guy. You've, I'm sure you've seen him on social media. Yeah. AVFC California. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, next one is actually here in Toronto. Oh, um, great. Hopefully, I've got a few surprises up my sleeve. Um, we, we generate a lot of money for acorns. Uh, that's the main idea, really, to get everybody in North America together and all for a good cause as well. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. And lots of um, local Toronto people looking around wondering what the LA, LA, LA song is that these guys keep singing all the time. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I did warn the pub before the meetup that it's, look, it's going to be loud. 
but they're gonna you're gonna sell a lot of beers it'll be worth it for you (laughs) so make sure you're fully stocked the people that I know who live in Toronto, when they were over in, in Birmingham last year, they couldn't get tickets. They couldn't get tickets to go to Villa Park because obviously it's it's kind of so, well, mm. we're sold out, well, not at the moment, but we were sold week in, week out um, going back up to the Premier League. So they were looking to get their tickets to the Villa. They were in Birmingham, but they were having to get them through the Toronto Lions, I think, on their international kind of status, the fact that they belong to your group. So how does that work in terms of, you know, you lot coming over and actually getting to the ground? Yeah, I mean, obviously, in the past, we'd have just used uh, booking reference, but we can't have that here, obviously, because we can't go to a lot of games. Um, So if you're an official member of the Lions Club, which you can sign up, I'll plug it now on the Aston Villa website, <laughs> Lions Clubs, and click under Toronto. If you're in Toronto, you have to be in Toronto. But if you're not, there's always another overseas Lions club that you can um, become a member of, as long as you live there, obviously. Um, but yeah, we get, we get access to home tickets, um, what we did last year anyway, in uh, the opportunity um, mm-hmm. for to give members the chance that they're no less of a Villa fan than anyone else just they don't live in England so they can't get to games yeah um which is it is it is tough um so we give people that opportunity to be still be able to go to games and which is priceless if you ask me um yeah it's very easy you just have to request from me and then I pass it on to the club and yeah I think it's a really good thing that that an allocation is actually kept for those people like you say and I never looked at it that way that I suppose you are no less of a fan it's just a case of you know physical distance yeah life got in the way of being living in Birmingham but we still is your wife going to be listening to this because <laughs> she is she, she married into it she is she laughs she she enjoys it she comes to all the games with me so she anyone that knows her knows that Aisha's a pretty big Villa fan forced upon <laughs> yeah my, my girlfriend's from australia and um she's now a huge villa fan as well so quite right, <laughs> there you go. Quite right. if like brett you're a villa fan based outside the uk we'd love to hear from you let us know how you show your support for the villa are you part of a supporters club or do you have to watch games all alone you can send us your stories to our email address, allvillanofiller at gmail.com. You can also follow us on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. Just search All Villa No Filler. That's All Villa No Filler. Welcome back to All Villa No Filler. Now it's time for a special edition of this. It's the perfect 11. This is a feature where we build our best ever Aston Villa first 11. Every show we select a new position. So far we've picked Australia's own Mark Bosnich in goal and of course the Scottish Cafu Alan Hutton at right back. Brett, what do you make of our selection so far? I mean, uh, Mark Bosnich, you can't go wrong. The original sweeper-keeper, what a guy he was. He put the living, scared the living daylights out of you watching him run for the balls from the whole ten. Yeah. But uh, the Scottish Cafu is a, it's a questionable one, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a Villa fan, so I get it. There's a lot of nostalgia there, but 
Do you know. need to hear my narration of that goal again? Because <laughs> it was pretty good. I did listen. It was it was pretty. Uh, it did give me the tingles, but I, it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite emotional driven. I will say that. It I was. When, when I heard Rasheen describe that goal, I had a tear in my eye, and I was like, "You know what? He's going in. He's going in." Um, yeah. Who who would you have picked it right back? Do you think if if not um, the Scottish Cafu? Well, you forgot about Wilfred Boma. The original. The... Now, good point because I mentioned Wilfred Boma, but it was pointed out to me that he was a left back, and I got confusing. So I was like, "Hold on, he was a left back." But then it was like, didn't Martin O'Neill used to play Boomer at right back? Or so I, I was like, I was starting to get confused oh, about that. I swear, I used to watch him at right back. I'm, you know, I can't remember. I, let's just stick wrong. with Alan Hutton here, <laughs> for nostalgic purposes <laughs> so was Bosnich your first goalkeeper at Villa that you remember or I mean technically it was Spinky but I guess Buzzy was kind of the first goalie there because I was a goalkeeper myself at school so I used to spend a lot of time watching what Bosnich got up to whether <laughs> that was good or bad for myself probably bad as a school keeper <laughs> thinking of myself more as a defender than a goalkeeper but yeah, he was a he's a legend buzzer and so next up we're going to be choosing our center backs now i think there's one center back that i just think obviously we cannot avoid choosing it it's got to be surely paul mcgrath um but who who would you select at center back who would be your tips for us to consider well you got you got olaf melberg as well that same generation with uh yeah. or for booming you can't forget about him uh Gareth Southgate, he was a he was a very yeah. good defender. Oh, Jack's, Jack's not letting him in the team. That's not happening. <laughs> Absolutely not. I know he's past Villa. He's he's got a beanie's bonnet about something. But if you if you close your mind over the time when he was a Villa player, he was a he was pretty damn good. Mm. I remember he, I remember the game he came back to the first game he played for Middlesbrough against us at Villa Park, and he was in the centre circle and he you know as captain of the Middlesbrough. He, you know, shook hands with the referee and all that. And he sort of applauded the Villa crowd and the boos like rang out oh, so wow. heavily. And you do wonder a bit, you do think, I wonder, did, did that, has that stuck with him a little bit? You know, is he, yeah. does he wonder what his thinking is on Villa, whether he has much affection for his time there. I'd be interested to know from him. But something uh, as well, we the other day we talked about the formation we're picking and I, I sort of made the case for 4-2-3-1 because quite frankly, I think we have to pick... Um, put the team around Grealish, really. Um, do you think that's fair? Do you, do you think Grealish is the man we should be building around? I mean, in the modern game, yeah, but you could. there's been other players that are of, that are as good as, or nearly as good as, Jackie's one of a kind, that's yeah. played for Villa. So, I don't know, I, I, if I was you, I'd, I'd stick to a old-school stereotype of a 4-4-2. Obviously, that's my personal yeah. opinion. It depends who, who you go for. I guess you guys can switch and change when you think of more players that should deserve a spot. And would would you say Grealish is the best player you've seen at Villa? Probably, my mm. in my in my time going up the Villa, I guess you could. Uh, Ashley Young was pretty good. Yeah, back in the day, he was he's a, I want you. He still is. He's still going. What a, it shows I know. His professionalism that he can still Inter, Inter Milan. You know, top the top three. Yeah. Still what, do about, it. what about you, Rasheen? Who's who? Would you say Grealish is the best you've seen at Villa? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I, like you boys say, it's you know we're we're in our thirties. Our, our kind of experience is limited, um, mm. but but yeah, it's got to be Jack. It's got to be all Villa, no filler on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Before we wrap up, Rhett, how do you think the Villa are going to get on against Manchester City this week? 
Uh, I mean, you don't know with the Villa this season. You don't know how we're going to come out. I mean, I, I always fancy us this year, which is really strange to say. Mm. Um, but City, they're such a... What a team. They've got such good players. If we can get any, a draw, I'll be over the moon with. Mm. So I'd go for a draw. I'm going to go for a draw. One apiece. There you go. And how about you, Roisin? What do, what do you think the score's going to be? I don't know. Like you say, City, I don't, they didn't start the season very well, but at the moment they are absolutely on fire. The, to be yeah. honest, though, the last game I saw us against City was at Wembley and it wasn't that convincing a win. Um, so, you know, like Brett says, you, you do kind of fancy the Villa this season. Um, mm. Why not? Why not go for a win? Yeah, I think I think it's a funny one because I think, if we'd not had the, the, the outbreak, the COVID outbreak, I, I was sort of quietly confident we could do something. But I think the problem is on at the moment, and looking at what Dean Smith said yesterday about a staggered um, comeback for a lot of players, I'm sort of thinking, like, I don't know what team we're going to have, to be honest. Mm, so I'm, I'm slightly thinking, you know, are we going to see um, some quite random players starting, you know, uh, and others missing? You know, could Jacob Ramsey be starting players like that? You, you just don't know. Um, so it's it's and and how do you feel about the uh, we've got a lot of games um before the end of January I think we've got four I think in 10 yeah. days or something like that so I mean how do you uh, Brett how do you think we're um, going to cope with all of that I mean we can do it at Christmas why can't we do it in January early Feb yeah. I guess it's 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 no different but it's not I mean as you said it's it's it depends how how our players are affected by the break and having COVID, we don't we don't really know who. I think there's only Trezeguet that we know has had it. Mm. So yeah, again, it depends on how much they've been affected, and if it affects the team of how they've been playing and how they've been playing together. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, the break could have messed them up, but as long as they can click back to how they were playing before and get back and get their mode, keep their mojo, I suppose we should mm. say. Um, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. We're in such a good position anyway. It's, dare I say we can afford a couple of losses. Um, Me and Roisin have been predicting we're going to win the title all season. So I've got five pounds <laughs> on it and I put that on at the beginning of the season. So. I need this to come, yeah, I need this to come in for me. It's Leicester all over again. We did have a WhatsApp group at the start of the season called League Champions 2020 2021. <laughs> of all the fans. And uh, the funny thing is, as the season went on, we were like, hold on, hold on. Is this actually going to happen? Like, <laughs> is this a prophetic gr- group title? Yeah, but you never know. Hey, it's worth a fiver. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're coming to visit you in Canada when oh, we win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight yeah, exactly. Just before we go, Brett, would you like to let our listeners know where they can find the Toronto Lions online? Yeah, sure. You can find us on Facebook. All you're going to do is uh, type in your search bar, Aston Villa Toronto. We'll come up straight away. Uh, mm-hmm. On Instagram, we are Toronto Lions Club, all one word. Um, and on Twitter, we are Toronto, at Toronto Lions. So if you search for those in whatever social media you use, you will find us and what we get up to. And some pretty funny banter along the way. <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah, they are great social sites. I've I've checked up on them, and they are very, very funny, and uh, they're they're very imaginative. I, I really like them. So fair play on that. So that's it from us today. Thanks a lot for joining us, Brett. We'll speak again soon. I'm I'm sure. Thank you very um, much for having me on. I uh, appreciate that. 
And uh, it's goodbye to you too, Rasheen. Bye, Frankie, up the villa. Goodbye from me. Uh, Join us again later this week for the next episode of All Villa, No Filler. And as always, come on, you villa boys from Aston. Thank you.